Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. All right, my next guest goes down as one of the greatest shooters in UC Bearcat basketball history, and I think one of the great, great personalities to ever play for the Bearcats. The fans love this dude. And the crazy thing is I still walk around Cincinnati and I see people wearing the number 15 jersey. Now, I tweeted out that I was hunting down this player to interview, and Twitter went crazy. I would like to welcome in my guy, number 15, Tony Bobbitt. TB, what's up, man? Whoop, whoop. You see in the house. What's up? What's up, Eddie? <laughs> my guy, man. Hey, man, Twitter went crazy when I said I was hunting you down, man. Man, these people love you, dog. Man, you know what? I love my Bearcat family always. I've never had a problem with signing autographs, talking to kids, being with the fans. That was my thing, man. I'd rather be with the fans than be at practice. <laughs> now I will say this, man. There's, there's there's one thing about you. I mean, people could watch you play, and you play with so much, you know, fire and energy. But man, there was one thing I, I remember about your time here. When the game was over, bro, you were signing every kid's autograph. You were taking pictures with every single person, man. Yeah, that told me a lot about your heart. Well, I'll tell you, and I, and I, and I'm and I'm gonna throw his name in here. Um. Eric Hicks, and I'm just saying this, and I and I hope everybody, if all the Bearcat Nation is listening, Eric Hicks showed us what it was to interact with fans. Great, like, yes, I signed every autograph, and I, I interact with people, and I smile with people. But having a teammate like Eric Hicks to show you that everybody's not against you and everybody is with you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So having Eric was a big motivation you know, process for me because some nights I didn't want to sign autographs and E will look at me and say, hey, T, if you don't do it, ain't nobody else going to do it. Mm-hmm. And these kids look up to you, T. I mean, I, I, I appreciate all the love, Meech, but it goes to Eric, man, because Eric Hicks had all the, he, he had all the love, man. I know he looked like he was mad all the time, but he showed <laughs> me how to interact. <laughs> he showed me how to interact with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and it was cool. So, yes, I, I love my fans, and I love everybody at UC. God knows I do. But I got to give that credit to Eric Hicks because E. Hicks, he showed me how to, like, to stay calm and interact with people, even though I didn't want to interact with people sometimes. But he was like, gee, this is what it takes, man, if you want to get to the next level and you want people to respect you and, and you know, continue to love you. And I, and I ran with that, uh, Meech. So I, I take my hat off to Eric for that, man. Yeah, man, that's that's good stuff right there. So let's let's go through your journey and what led you to Cincinnati. Now you're originally from Daytona Beach. 
Daytona Beach, Florida. And played for Mainland High School? Mainland High School with Vince Carter. Man, now, I, 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 man, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand this. I've never seen video, but you and Vince together? Yes, man, sir. Forget about it. Forget yes, sir. about it. Yes, sir. Hey, like I tell people, I know we got Melvin Levitt, and I know we got James White. Hey, <laughs> no. but I've, I've never I've, – and I'm not – hey, and, and if Melvin listening to this, I'm not doubting his jumping ability or his dunking skills, but real recognize, real. This Carter is the best in-game dunker of all time. Yep. Oh, no no question. The, the USA dunk when he jumped oh, over, my. dude. Listen, we got one in high school where he jumped over Tim James. He jumped what? over the same dunk he did in the Olympics. I just, I was just blessed, Meech. Honestly, my my journey, I was just blessed. You know, I had my ups and downs, but yeah, mainland high school, man. Now, who in high school who wore fifteen? Because both of you all wore fifteen. No, Vince wore fifteen in high school. I wore thirty-two. Okay. And they okay. just, and my high school just retired my high school jersey, and on January thirteenth, we had a high school ceremony, man. So that was really congrats, yes, man. You Thanks went back to it and everything. You say what? You were you were back there for it? Oh yes, I was. I got matter of fact, uh, Meach and Bearcat family. I'm gonna send Meach some pictures of my uh, ceremony with my jersey, and hopefully Meach can spread the word to you guys on Twitter, and all you guys can see it. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Please, yeah, please send that. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. So, how was your high school? How's your high school now? The team oh, they pretty good. Yes, sir. We just lost in the final four. I mean, in the uh, uh, elite eight. Joe Giddens. Shout out to Joe Giddens, my ex-teammate, um, Vince Carter's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the head, he's the head coach at Mainland High School. Shout out to uh, Cornelius James. Shout out to the whole Mainland High School. They doing their thing, football and basketball. But most importantly, but most importantly, they're doing their thing in the classroom. So that's all what matters. Like it. I love it. I love it. Yes. So, so after high school, um, you end up at Southern Idaho. Yes, sir. Man, okay. Now we we got we got to talk about this, man. Idaho, man. When people think of Idaho, especially when you're on this side of the map, I mean, nobody hears anything about Idaho. Were you the same way? Were you like, what the hell's in Idaho? Yes, I came out here in Idaho, man. And First of all, let me give you a little history about the College of Idaho. We're the most winningest junior college in the country. We got more national championships in basketball than any junior college in the country. Hmm. We got more we got more NBA pros than any junior college in the country. Our first basketball coach in the history of the school was Eddie Sutton. Hmm. Yes. Enough um, said right there. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, a lot of guys don't know, but I played with Smush Parker. I played with Cardell mm-hmm. Butler. I, yes, Smush Parker was my point guard. I mean – we come out here to Idaho and, you know, the people, you, I mean, and, and Bearcat family, when you hear me say this, you can understand where I'm going. As a black kid moving away from the ghetto, you come out here, you come out here not, not knowing, you know, what's going to happen to you. But the people embraced us. There was no racism. There was no prejudice. There was, there was nothing but love. All we had to do was get our education and play basketball. And the journey, you know, went on for itself. I love Idaho. I will always love the College of Idaho. We got some of the best, best boosters in the world. We got some of the best, you know, uh, staff members in the world. I just think that Idaho changed my life. I think that the kids that go to Southern Idaho and they go JUCO, I mean, they go Division One. they turn out to be great players. They turn out to be great people. So to all my Bearcat family, I'm going to let you know right now, 
Bob Huggins recruited a lot of junior college basketball players, a lot. And if you notice, when he brought those junior college basketball players in to play, we were already ready to play. So mm-hmm. I take my hat off to the College of Southern Idaho for, for preparing me to become a great basketball player. No doubt. So, wow, you played with a lot of great players, and obviously um, Eddie Sutton's a legend. Um, what? So the process of being recruited and ending up being a Bearcat, um, who all recruited you at that point when you were Southern Idaho, and what led you to the Bearcats? I was national player of the year. If we can, if if we can go back a little bit, I'll break all this down to you real quick, uh, Meech. Um, I was the first junior college basketball player to be in the Slam magazine. Um, mm. I led the country. I led the country in points and steals. Marcus Banks, who went to Dixie College, everybody know Marcus played for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Marcus was a sophomore. I was a freshman. After Marcus left, I took over. Now, to led to my recruitment of Cincinnati. Andy Kennedy, my man. Hey, Bearcat family. All my Bearcat family. Let's give a special shout-out to Andy Kennedy for the new job at UAB. How about that? For sure. You know what I'm for saying? For sure. Yep, no and, doubt. Uh, Andy Kennedy found me. And he came to – it was either I go to Oklahoma State and Tony Allen go to Cincinnati or Tony Allen go to Oklahoma State and I go to Cincinnati. Oh, wow. So, so Andy was waiting on one of us to sign. <laughs> so I told Andy, I said, hey, I'm not passing up wearing Jordans every game. <laughs> <laughs> That's so too good. Andy sent Bob down, and Bob said, hey, I'm not coming back to this little town of Idaho. You, hey, you give me a decision right now, and we'll go from there. <laughs> so you know what? Honestly, Alex, if you really look at it in the 2000s, early in the 2000s, man, you couldn't pass up Bob Huggins, man. And no disrespect to Oklahoma State, not at all. But we're talking about Bob Huggins, man. We're talking about a guy – that prepared you not only on the court, but he prepared you for things off the court. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. So that was one of my main reasons, man. And he was real with me. He promised my dad that he wouldn't promise me uh, uh, playing time. He told my dad the truth. If Tony listens, Tony can go off and make some good money playing pro ball. And that was exactly why I chose Cincinnati. Mm, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. And you you come in that 2002 season. I mean, you, you come in with some – there's some dogs there, man. You, yeah. um, Max Seals there, Armin, Stokes, Field, Hicks. Yes. Need some Chad killers Moore. there. Yep. Um, Robert Whaley. Yep. So, some, so that, that's, let's go through that first season, that 2002 season. Um, now, your first six games, all right, you had a total – Tony, a total of 28 points in all six games. But then that game versus Oregon, you exploded and had 29 points. Like, that was your breakout game in a Bearcat uniform. Okay. You remember that game pretty well? Hey, I got it on DVD, baby. Never forget. I give Luke Rick. I give every time I see Luke Rittenauer. You know, I'm out here on the West Coast, so I see Luke all the time doing AAU. Mm Mm-hmm. So I give him crap about that all the time. Oh, I, I bet. Now what? So, so TB, what was the difference? So, those first six games, I mean, you come in as just a prolific scorer, and the first six games you only have twenty-eight, and obviously you you end up having the twenty-nine point game. But what what was the kind of difference there? The the struggle in the beginning, and then the eruption against Oregon. Honestly, I'm and and and, and if Coach Huggins ever hear this podcast or Andy Kennedy, they will understand, and Coach Legree will understand. It wasn't their fault. It was my fault. I didn't want to buy in. And, and Bearcat family, listen to me when you hear Tony say this. Anybody that ever played for Cincinnati, 
and you see them sitting on the bench and you know they got potential to play, it's not the coach's fault. It was never the coach's fault. It's our fault. We determine our own playing time plan for Bob Huggins. Meet you on the phone with me. You can vouch for that. Yep. We determine our playing time. Tony Bobbitt did not want to listen. Tony Bobbitt wanted to do his own thing on the court. Tony Bobbitt did not want to sit down and guard his own man. I did not know how to guard my own man at first. <laughs> I did, don't laugh at me in front of the Bearcat family. Come on, man. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but, but I learned how to listen to Coach Huggins and Andy Kennedy and Coach Legree. And I bought it into the system. And once I bought it into the system, my game started to change. Now, I'll be honest about the Oregon game. Any shooter can tell you this. Ray, Ray Allen, Steph, all those guys can say this. Once I hit that first shot and I realized that, no disrespect to Oregon, but I realized like, yo, off the dribble, none of you guys can guard us. None of you guys. It seems to me none of you guys work on defense in practice. Mm-hmm. So when I got a when I got comfortable, I was getting buckets. Now, what frustrates me is I had 19 points in the first half. Hugs didn't bring me back into the second half until like 14 minutes to go. Now, I sat a whole six minutes. Mm. Bob Huggins, I'm upset with you about that, but I love you still. <laughs> you might have what 50 saying, that game. Yeah. That game changed the whole outlook of what I could possibly do. Right. The following game, I went over to Clemson, and I had another 20-point game. Mm-hmm. We lost that game down in South Carolina, but it carried over. Yep. I just think, Alex, I'm going to be honest with you, and you probably can vouch. I come from a little town in Idaho, Juco, where, yes, they do pack the stands. But when you walk into that shoemaker center, when you go in that locker room and you come back out and that shoemaker center is jam-packed, sometimes, sometimes you get overwhelming. And I got a little overwhelmed at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was, hey, that was a lot of people, man. And, and at that time, we were top 10 in the country. You know what I'm saying? Yep, no doubt. So, so to my Bearcat family, I don't have any excuses of why I wasn't performing well. I can tell you why I wasn't performing well. I wasn't performing well because I hadn't bought into the system. I wanted to play my own way, and I thought doing my own way was the, the right way, and it's not. It was Bob Huggins' way, and that's why I was able to be, you know, productive. So that that leads me to ask you about this. So I've never had a chance to talk to you about this, but during that season, you quit and came back. And anybody, anybody, anybody played for Huggins will tell you that at some point during their career, they thought about quitting. Some did, walked out, came back, but it was just part of that journey with, with Hugs. What happened in your situation? One day we were in practice. No, I'll take that back. We were playing against Marquette, Travis Zena, Dwayne Wade, all those boys. Mm-hmm. If anybody can go back and get that film or go get those stats, I had 16 points in 16 minutes. Mm. And I felt like, Hugs, why are you not starting me? Why are you not playing me? So we get you, were, you were the sixth man at that time, right? I was the sixth. I, I let, listen, I put something on Snapchat the other day. Bearcat family, I put something on Snapchat the other day. I led the country in points off the bench. Imagine <laughs> if I would have started <laughs> Imagine if I would have started. That's crazy. I mean, they call me Big Shot Bobby for a reason. Mm-hmm. I wanted the ball. <laughs> so what I'm saying is we were in practice, and I felt like Hugs was like – and I felt like Coach was picking on me that day. Mm-hmm. So I told Coach, I said, you know what, Coach? I'm out. I'm done. I'm going back home to play basketball at Bethune-Cookman College. You know what Hugs told me? 
Uh-oh. What plane do you want to catch? If I pick your... <laughs> that's that's why. That's why I love him. I love my coach to death. Like I call my coach all the time because it was about the team with him. It wasn't about one individual. So when I quit, he called my dad, and I never want a piece of my dad. So mm-hmm. when he called my dad, I call, I went into the office with Coach Huggins. I sat down and I talked to him, and the first thing Coach Huggins told me was this: Tony, if you learn to shut, uh, keep up and shut up, you'll have a good career. And Alex Meacham, Bearcat family, I'll tell you just like this. Ever since that day we had that talk with the athletic director, God rest his soul, Mr. Bob Goins, mm-hmm. ever since us three, sat in, us three sat in Coach Huggins' office and we had that talk, I never had a problem again with Coach Huggins. If you, if you guys, if you Bearcat fans can remember, I quit. I did not play the first Louisville game in Louisville. Right. We lost. And we only lost, by, we only lost by six. At my 13 points, we win by seven. Mm-hmm. I come back, and we play against Louisville the following weekend, and I go off for 30. That was yep. the game Rick Pitino got kicked out. Okay. okay. So, so that was my problem, Meech, man. I, I just had to buy into the system, my brother. That's all, bro. Yeah. So, so okay, you've got your first year, you know, under your belt. Um, going into your second season, <clears throat> obviously you got a lot of guys returning. Uh, James White's now in the fold. I know you mentioned Robert Whaley. Um, you guys started off so good. You guys were 13-0 and 0 to start the season. And, and listen, you hit some, I mean, you hit some big shots uh, that particular season and had some huge games. Um, what stuck out that season, maybe some of the big shots or big games? My team, the whole thing is this. And I'll tell you the truth. James White, Robert Whaley, Eric Hicks, Chad Moore, they and Phil Williams, they were never haters. Again, mm-hmm. Bearcat family. I had teammates that wanted me to shoot the ball. I mm-hmm. almost got and listen to me, Bearcat family. I almost got beat up by Eric Hicks as <laughs> for the two don't laugh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Go ahead, go ahead. I almost got beat up by my good friend, one of my best friends, a guy that I consider my brother, who I love. I went to war with this guy. Air kick almost wrung my neck against TCU because the clock was winding down in the first half, and I chose to pass the ball to Robert Wade. Eric said, do you honestly think Kobe would have passed it to Shaq? (laughs) And that right there showed me that my teammates, was all about Tony making us better. Now, we had Max, of course. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, the college game is really based on outside. Yep. So, Alex, to be honest with you, I take my hat off. I, I know you're hearing this whole interview, man, but I know you hear me saying this, but I give all my credit to my teammates, man, because they weren't no haters. They, yeah. wanted, they wanted me to, you know, help help us win. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And 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 the crazy thing is, that 2003-2014 Metron that we're talking about, that's a team that a lot of these fans talk about a lot. Like, you all had the swag. You guys had the grit. Like, teams before that, like teams I was on and, and going back to Nick Van Exel kind of had that. But you guys, that 2003 team was a mix of well, everything that had happened well, in the past. 
Well, well, I want to give a special shout out to Ocho Cinco. Let's give a special shout out to Jessica Simpson. Let's get a let's give a shout out to uh, uh, um, Ken Griffey Jr. for uh-huh. coming in our practices and speaking to us and motivating the hell out of us. Like how many how many people can say Pete Rose came into a practice to talk to the team? Yeah, that's crazy. So so when we saw that, Alex, you couldn't tell us nothing. We had right. oh man, we we got swag. We tough. The community loves us. Um. You know, the teachers loved us. I mean, the only person didn't like us was those Xavier boys. Sorry, Xavier, <laughs> but uh, we 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 were just we were just young kids from from poor neighborhood that was recruited to play college basketball at a major school for a great great Hall of Fame future coach, and we enjoyed it. Yep, yep, no no doubt about it, and. Talk, I, I've been want to talk to you about this game, the East Tennessee State game. You guys make the NCAA tournament. You have East Tennessee State. You had a good shot that game. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. All, go ahead. First of all, before you say anything, let's give a special shout out to East Tennessee State, though. Mm-hmm. What about that? What about that point guard and that big fella they had? That that was just that kid was going around us like he owned us uh, against a great defense. Oh, my God, our defense was – honestly, I can say this live in front of the whole world. If we can go back to 2004, I honestly think that we had the best defense in the country. Yeah, oh, no question. No question. I mean, I'm going to say that on the record. Mm-hmm. Nobody was bringing that ball up on that press that, that Coach Dan Peterson and Coach Huggins had for us. Yep. What I'm saying is that kid from Middle Tennessee – I mean, from Middle Tennessee, he picked us apart on his own. Mm-hmm. Now, the only reason why he wasn't able to guard nobody when we got in the half-court set, because he's only like five foot, James was able to post him up and put him in the cup. Right, right. But that game, I will always remember that game because the year before, if you notice, if you watch that last shot that I took for us to go up three, if you go back a year ago against the Gonzaga, Blake Stepp blocked my shot. I forgot I didn't pump fake. Hmm. My senior year, I pump fake. It went oh, in. Yeah. Yep, yep, you did. That's I re- right. I remember my whole career at Cincinnati, man. <laughs> I remember everything. But think about the play. Let's let's go back to the play. It's thirty seconds to go. We take the ball out. Phil Williams bring the ball up the court, swing it to uh, Armin Kirkland. Armin Kirkland, for some strange reason, I don't know why Middle Tennessee went to trap Armin. Armin swung it to Jason. And guess who's in the corner by himself? Yep. Big shot, Bobby. <laughs> when he swung it to me, I pumped fake. He jumped. I knocked the shot down. If you look at the film, I turned around and looked at our whole bench and looked at Robert Whaley and said, I told you so. Because in the timeout, yep. in the timeout, I told Rob, I told Andy Kennedy, I told Bob Huggins, and we are on the record for this. Every Bearcat, I hope, can hear this. I told the whole team, give me the ball. I'll mm-hmm. win the game. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. So, so, Bearcat fans, I'm going to tell y'all just like this. Yes, I appreciate all the love, but I wish I could have saw, like, Steve Logan, Nick Van Exel, Ruben Patterson, Corey Blunt. I wish I could have saw those guys play. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I hit some big shots and I played some good basketball at UC, but those guys did it, and they really did it. 
Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So no. no. I, I wanted my name to carry on at UC, uh, Meach, and I appreciate you saying that the fans got love for me still, and they got love for our 2003-2004 team. I appreciate that. But I give up. I give all my credit to my teammates, man, straight up. Yeah. And and, and listen, I, I think you just said something that's key. You mentioned some past players. And if you really look at all these past players, you know, there's there's one common thing that has really brought this whole thing together, and that's Bob Huggins. And yes. I, I want you right now to talk about Coach Huggins, not only as a basketball coach, but just what he did for you as a person, like what he meant to you. He told me one day, he said, I said, Coach Huggins, man, why are we and, – and, and Bearcat family, feel me on this. And, and from 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 1992, ever since Coach Huggins went to the Final Four, and I'm a vent for a minute, he, on, your, on your broad podcast right now, and if all my buddies that know Tony Bobby at Bearcat, they're going to be like, man, that boy don't never shut up, but I don't care. <laughs> Love Listen it. to me. I always ask Coach Huggins, why – was Cincinnati so discriminated on? Why were we so talked about? Why mm-hmm. were we so negative? Why do they Why do they not like us? And you know, Coach Huggins used to say, because you're a winner, son, and you fight hard, and a lot of kids can't play for me. If you could play for me, Tony, you could do anything else. And I'm just being real, man. I could pick up the phone right now, Meech, just like you, and shoot hugs or text right now. He'll call back within the day, man. Yep. For sure. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't vouch for other people and their coaches. But what 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 I did witness, and I hope Coach Huggins hears this podcast. I had the pleasure to play in the the the, all, the uh you know at the Final Four they picked twenty seniors to play at the All Star game, right? Mm-hmm. So Coach Huggins picked me to play. Well, we get down to Indianapolis for the Final Four, and man, all these other players was talking to their coaches, but they were getting brushed off. Man, Coach Huggins grabbed me round the neck. He was a judge for the dunk contest. Hugs was a judge at that time. He, okay. He was, there, he was there to be a judge for the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Meach, hug, grabbed my neck, man, and told me how much he was proud of me and gave and, and hugged me, man, and, and sat right there with me the whole dunk contest and talked with me, man. And the next day, man, we woke up, had breakfast. I'm telling you, Coach Huggins can vouch for this. We woke up and had breakfast with Bill Walton at the table. Oh, wow. So that's when I knew that my coach, don't just care about basketball for his players. He actually care about his boys, man. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So, no doubt. The way, listen, listen, listen. The way he treated our parents, man. Mm-hmm. Like I get emotional talking to my dad about it because it was real. Now you're talking about you're talking about hugs. Now we're not talking about us no more. Let's talk about Bob Huggins. Let's talk about a guy that takes kids out of bad situations and turn them into great situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just real. Bearcat fans, I'm going to be honest, Bob Huggins, man, was the best thing that happened to me on and off the court besides my parents. I come from a great family. But Bob Huggins, you talking to you guys listening to Tony Bobbitt, somebody that was with this man for two years, somebody that was there up under him. If you know Bob Huggins, then you really know Bob Huggins. He's loyal, he's trustworthy, and he always speaks the truth. He's not going to mm-hmm. lie to you, and that's what we love about him. No now, doubt. Now, for all the Bearcats basketball players that play for him, y'all all know this drill right here. Four on four plus one. 
Now, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, you didn't yeah. play for Bob Huggins. No doubt. If you yep. don't know what that bump, if you don't know what that bubble is on that rim, you didn't yep. play for Bob Huggins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I don't want to hear that you was eating Thanksgiving dinner. No, while you eating Thanksgiving dinner, we were in the gym practicing. No doubt. Thank you. Yep. So that's why I love and appreciate Bob Huggins. And let me tell you, let me tell you how powerful I think what you just said is the fact that if anyone could go online and look at all the teams that you've played for, just going from high school until the end of your professional career, you've played for a lot of guys. But at the end of the day, I think it all points to Bob Huggins. And that says a lot that, I mean, I'm sure your Southern Idaho coach meant a lot to you. Um, but but Bob Huggins is up there as the guy, and that 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 shows you right there. And James White was the same way. I mean, think about all the guys James played for, um, Billy Donovan and, and Coach Poppet at, at the Spurs. Yep. But, but it all comes back to Bob Huggins, man. That's powerful. Listen to this, Jim Harris, the legendary Jim Harris. I played for yep. Jim Harris for the Bakersfield Jam in the D League back in the day. Jim Harris told me this. He said, Tony. You played for one of my favorite basketball coaches. I said, Coach Huggs? He said, I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. please explain to me how this one particular man can put you in position on defense and teach you how to play defense, and you never get hit, you never get screened, and he's exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I love to- – hey, Tony Bobby loved Bob Huggins, man. Yeah. I, hey, I go to war with my coach. Any yeah. other because he 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 changed our lives, Alex. And you yeah. know how much you know how much I like to talk and be loud and have fun, Bearcat family. Y'all know this. I was I was a loose cannon, but my coach was wonderful to us. He treated us with love. I don't want the fans to think because they saw him yelling and screaming. No, behind closed doors, he's a teddy bear. Alex, you yep. know that? Yep, for sure. You know that? For sure. For so that's sure. why I love him, bro. And and to your to your point, um, and I haven't told there there's so many stories that I haven't told um of me getting in certain rooms just telling people I played for Bob Huggins. Like I've I've told this story a little bit before, T V, but my first time ever meeting Michael Jordan. My first line to Michael Jordan, my idol, was I played for Bob Huggins. And he went, oh, you know, Huggs, that's my guy. And Michael extended his hand to shake my hand at this point. I mean, that's happened like three or four times where I've been in a room with big-time people and I've dropped Huggins' name, and everybody's like, oh, you one of us. We're good now. I mean, Michael Jordan was like, oh, you're good with me. Come here. Let's talk. That's powerful, man. That's that's big time. I mean, my 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 rookie season, I come into training. I come into training camp. I've already dominated summer league. So Mitch Kupchak and and Jerry Buss, late God bless his soul, they mm-hmm. sign they sign me to the team. Well, when I come in training camp, and Corey Blunt can vouch on this because he was playing with us with the Lakers. That was Corey last year playing pro ball, my rookie year. Kobe came in the locker room, and the first thing he said was. You Bearcat. One thing about you Bearcat boys, we know y'all going to do. We know damn well you guys are going to guard. And that made mm-hmm. me feel good, man. Yep. I mean, I was an undrafted kid with a little bit of baggage behind me. 
and I, I made the team. And for Kobe to say that out of his own mouth, that made me feel real good to under, to know that this guy has been watching Cincinnati basketball. I know. And do you guys know this Bearcat family? Hey, Bearcat family, check this out. You know how many Bearcats played for the Los Angeles Lakers? <laughs> Alex, run do you know? Oh, I know. I know. Why don't you, you going to run through them or you want me to run through them? Let's see if I you get run, I, we, I'll run through them, and if I miss anybody, you correct me, okay? Okay. Yep. Nick Van Exel. Yep. Corey Blunt. Yep. Ruben Patterson. Yep. Melvin Levitt was drafted by the Lakers. Yep. Me. Yep. There's five of us. Yep. That's spot on. That's the ones I had. That's what I'm saying. Crazy. So, so when Kobe said that, now that I'm 40 years old, man, I kick back and I think about this. The NBA, they know who they want. They watch special teams and special coaches. They see how the, the, the players turn out, so they give them a chance. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Alex. I'm 40 years old, but when I was 22, 23, 24-year-old, I could guard. Mm-hmm. I could sit down and guard, all because you just said it. It goes all the way back to Bob Huggins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. No question. Alex, man, I love my coach, man. I love my university. I'm not I'm not happy where we're at right now with the basketball program, but that's okay. We'll bounce back. I just yep. think that I just think that they need to acknowledge Coach Huggins more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um he has he has set out some great basketball players, not only at Cincinnati but at West Virginia as well. Oh yeah. I, I love him, Alex. And I know you love him too, Alex. I mean, look at your story, Alex. You had to walk on to a team where they're full of pros, my brother. You, do you ever tell people that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, I mean I, I, you had more pros on your team than I did. There's yeah. only three of us. Mm-hmm. Me, Max me, Max and Jay, uh 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 James. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird to say we played for Bob, right? I know, man. And, speak, and speaking of and speaking of the pros, man, I, I I've got to jump into this. And you mentioned it, um, playing for the Lakers and being uh-huh. a part of the Lakers. I believe in that 2005 season, correct? Was that when you uh-huh. came in? So you, you you built a relationship, a friendship, and a bond with Kobe Bryant. Everybody know that. And and I I want you to talk about that and obviously we'll we'll fast forward and talk about what what recently happened. All right. Now that's, so, but let's go back. So, and I and I'm gonna make this sweet and short. After I lost my mom when I was a 16 year old kid, I always told myself I don't know I don't care who you are or what you're about. I'm not gonna judge you and I don't care about your fame. I'm gonna introduce myself as Tony Bobbitt at all time and I'm gonna be Tony Bobbitt. I don't care I, I, I'm, whether you like it or not. When I got with the Los Angeles Lakers, I mean, I always wanted to, I always wanted to, when I got to the Lakers, I wanted to meet him and I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to say, I wanted to play. I wanted to, I wanted to be a pro. Mm-hmm. So when Kobe came, when Kobe came into the gym, I never forget meeting him, me and Corey, TB, you know, introduced her. And I just started hanging, Alex, man, I can't lie, man. It's like buying a fresh pair of shoes, man. You never letting them go. I, I met this. I met Kobe Bryant, man, and fell in love with the man, man. The man is just he was he was all about business, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen nobody work ethic the way his work ethic was. Mm-hmm. Like 
I played with me, him, Chucky Atkins, Vladi Divac, yep. you know, Chris Mims, Brian Cook, all of us. And Kobe, I mean, I was like his little bro. Mm. Like, he would always say, T, no matter what, we're going to be family forever, bro. Like, if you ever need anything, you know how to reach me. Like, I had, I, 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 honestly, bro, in front of the whole world right now in the podcast, I had Kobe Bryant legit number, man. I could pick yeah. up the phone and FaceTime, and he would answer. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was treating me. He never treated Tony Bobbitt like I was nothing. He treated me like I was like family, man, and it was amazing. I mean. And, and, and Tony, I, I think a lot of that has to do with who you are because you were willing to work. You've always yeah. been willing to work. And he was always, and there are plenty of interviews where he talks about he's always attracted to people that are willing to work. Bearcat family. Bearcat family, Bearcat family, listen to me. When I was playing that basketball, I stayed, eat, and slept in the gym. Mm -hmm. People can tell you around Cincinnati. I didn't hang out like that. I was in the gym. When I became a pro with the Lakers, Chip Schaefer and Gary Vitti can vouch on this. I was in the gym. Yeah. I, was, I went from weighing 185 at Cincinnati to getting to the Lakers to weighing 200 pounds when I walked mm. into training camp. Swole. Look at my pictures. Yeah. I want everybody to go back and look. I was looking good. <laughs> but guess who I was working out with every day? Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Yep. Kobe Bryant, Karan Butler. It used to be me, Karan Butler, Kobe Bryant, and Lamar Odom. Oh, wow. But All Kobe working would out be together. At, no. I got to the gym at 8 o'clock in the morning. Kobe was already there at 5. So by the time we were on the on the floor doing our floor drills, Kobe was already in the weight room. Yeah. See, these are true stories. Yeah. I saw Kobe Bryant. I saw Kobe Bryant, man. Oh my God, Lord Jesus! I saw Kobe Bryant give give Popovich thirty mm. with the left hand. <laughs> <laughs> he man, was, he was. Special, I don't man. know. I don't know. I just, I'm sad. I'm sad that my boy gone. And I honestly think it's between Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron, and the rest is who they pick, you know, because mm -hmm. you can't throw, you, we, we can't put Kareem and, and Bill up there with Kobe them because they're, 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 they're on their own mountain. Like they're, they're way better. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we forget about Kareem yeah. Abdul Jabbar. I mean, he's right. He, he got 36,000 points on two pointers. <laughs> hey, Big Cap had one of the, the – I mean, that signature hook shot, still right. the most unstoppable move. I mean, the closest thing we had was when Michael started doing the fadeaway. You couldn't That's block it. Saying. You couldn't stop so, it. So when Kobe used to put me in the post and he hit you with the fadeaway, there's mm -hmm. nothing you're doing about it but just praying to God that it doesn't go in. Exactly. So I had the chance to tell my kids, like, Daddy played with Kobe. Not only that, look who was on the coaching staff. I had a chance to play with Phil and Rudy Tomjanovich with Damn. Brian Shaw. And I listen, man, I played against some studs. Steve mm -hmm. Nash. I played against Steve Nash, uh, a Gary Payton, old Gary Payton. But I played against uh, Jason Kidd, Dirk Nowinski. Man, wow. man, I enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> But you know man. what? You know what? 
Mm-hmm. It all goes back to hard work, dedication, Bob. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For when sure. You, when you when you go somewhere to a high school game and you introduce yourself and they say, "Well, Tony, where did you play college basketball?" I don't even say Cincinnati. I say I played for Bob Huggins. Oh, yep. really? Yep. Now their whole demeanor changes because they already know how tough I am. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying, Bearcat family. They know how we get down. They know how we rock. They know that we don't even tolerate the nonsense. We all about UC all day long. I'm going to always rep UC, but I got to always be Bob Huggins number one. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because that's, yep. that's, that's what changed my life besides Jesus Christ. I'm just going to be honest with that. Like, Bob Huggins was the truth. I mean, I know these Bearcat fans, when they listen to this, they're going to say, man, Tony Bobbitt is wild. We enjoy this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, TB, when I tell you, when I tweeted out that I was yeah. hunting you down, I'm yeah. telling you, the first tweet I got back was, wow, Tony Bobbitt, can't wait to hear. Like, people were tweeting. They, they couldn't believe that I was communicating with you to do yeah. this. I'm going to tell you this, Alex. I used to come out the locker room, Alex. And I don't, and and I pray to God that this person is listening to this podcast, or he will listen. There used to be a kid that went to Cincinnati when we were in school. Alex, he would he would he would spray paint his whole body, my jersey, fifteen. <laughs> he would go get the headband, and you remember the uh, black sleeve. Listen, guys, Bearcat yep. fans, you if you, you Bearcat you, fans, if you watch hey. me play, if Bearcat fans watch me play back in two thousand three, two thousand four, then they know that I was one of the first college basketball players to wear the arm, arm sleeve. Bro, TB, you had so many kids in this area rocking yes. an arm sleeve because yes. of you. Yes. Because of you. Yep. And I stole it from Allen Iverson. I saw him do it, and mm-hmm. I went and got one. I called Vince because Vince was playing for Toronto, and that's uh-huh. when Air Kicks used to be like, man, T-Man, let me get some of that gear Vince sending you. So Vince sent me an NBA armband. He sent me a couple of them. And I started wearing them. Yep. When I started wearing them, this kid, he got one. Mm-hmm. And when I used to come out the locker room, he his body is spray painted 15, front and back. He got on his shorts. He got on his, his Jordan shoes. He got on his headband and the armband. If I could find him and tell him thank you for everything that he didn't even know he did for my career at Cincinnati, that was big time. Man. That right there was big time. I'm serious. No, no, I, I, I get it. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna tweet some stuff out. Man, I don't, I don't even know his name, Alex. I've never met him. I've never. I, all the thing I used to do, I used to see him when I used to come out the locker room while we warming up, man. Mm. And he, he was fifth. Now, before we leave, I do got to give a special shout out to my man that always took care of us, that always had our back no matter what. He was always there for us when we were sick when we needed surgeries, when our ankles was busted. I got to give a shout-out to my man, Dr. Colosimo, man. Oh, yeah. So, Bearcat fans, I know some of y'all might not know who Dr. Colosimo is, but he's the reason why that we were still healthy, that we knew about the nutrition that we took, put in our bodies, and the, you know what I'm saying, meats, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. vitamins and stuff. He was there. He's still around. He's still the Bearcat doctor. Yep. Man. He's he's still around. I'll make sure when I see him again, I'll tell him you said hello. Man, that was my guy. He's the first guy that I seen when I went into the hospital, UC hospital, that you could look on the TV and watch the surgery from outside. Mm. 
Yeah, this was back in 2000. This was back in 2003, 2004 when we were playing. Mm-hmm. Yep, Doc's, Doc's still around, man. I'll, I'll make sure I tell him you said what's man, up. I remember everybody, man. I mean, it was just, that was the best time of my life, man. We had no bills. We had no kids. <laughs> we wasn't. We wasn't. We wasn't married. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing, man. Man, yeah. enjoying life. Now, before I go, Bearcat fans, I know you know. I always want to ask this question. I want. I want. I want you guys to tweet Alex this right here. Who is seriously Bearcat fans? And you have your own opinion. I just want to know this. Who's the best sixth man to come from the University of Cincinnati? There's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple. But I want you guys to tweet Alex and Alex to get back with me, and we'll figure this out. Because I know. Uh, they I know, that, you know the, the, uh, what was his name? Lizelle Durden. Lizelle Durden. Yep, he was on the show. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I get my hats off to him too because I saw his numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of guys that came off that bench for Bob Huggins. Yep. Yep. But I, I'll say this: there's no Bob Huggins team like any other team in the country. There's no teams the way we had teams mm-hmm. any other way in the country. Yep. We had the hardest practices in the country. There's no question about that. No we had question. More in- we had more NBA scouts in our gym, mm-hmm. I honestly think. I don't know. We had the best gear, correct? Oh, yeah. No question. He treated us like men. Yep. And I miss him every day. I do, I, I'm not going to lie. I miss my coach every day. I miss him. I miss the not knowing. How does that sound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, miss, I miss the not knowing what's going to happen in practice that day. <laughs> yep. You remember walking yeah. into the Shoemaker Center and you say, man, I wonder what he's going to do to us today. Bro, do you remember, and I'm not sure if they took it down your years, but do you remember that big-ass clock that was in the corner? Oh, yeah. We, man, we practiced every day, three to six, and I swear to God, that clock moves so damn slow. Man, geez. come on, three to six every day. And listen, and Bearcat fans, y'all just heard it from one of the greats now. Meeks just told y'all three to six. Now, guess what? <laughs> You might get kicked out of practice at five fifty and come back from <laughs> nine to twelve. Facts. Facts. You might just get. Hey, he might. You know what he's gonna do, right? The week, the week of playing Xavier. Oh, he's getting ready to show out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Bearcat fans. Now I got plenty of good, great Bob Huggins stories. Now that's funny. Now. Oh, he's getting ready. Oh, just so you guys know. Just so you guys know, the week of. The week of the Louisville game and the Xavier game, oh, my God. Oh, he puts on a show, don't he, me? <laughs> Yo, man. Boy. Hey, fact, and, and then on top of that, I don't know if this happened when you played like it did when I played, but I'm sure it did. But, man, when high school coaches would come in with their teams to watch oh, our would, practice. He would, oh. put on his, he would put on his Hollywood suit. Oh. Boy, Man. when a high school coach came in to practice, you better have your track shoes, Bearcat fans. <laughs> we're getting ready to run, boys. <laughs> and I'm talking about how many ladders, uh, Meach? Come on. <laughs> hey, Bearcat fans, 
Let me share something with y'all real quick. Coach Huggins told all of us, he said, hey, guys, I'm going to let you guys go home for Christmas. You guys have been doing good. You know, everybody doing their thing on time. You know, everybody go home for Christmas, come back. I don't want nobody late. If anybody late, there's going to be consequences. Oh, you knew some people was late, right? <laughs> Man, listen, Bearcat fan. He put he put a couple of my teammates on the football field with that tractor tire. And I ain't going to say no names because I don't want to embarrass them. But, man, I saw these guys because I've done it a couple of times. You have to lift this tire like two, 300 yards. Yeah, man. So if you was three minutes late to class, I don't know if anybody knew who Joel was, but Joel was the guy that did our academics. He uh, put us in our classes and stuff. You know what I'm okay. saying? Mm-hmm. So Joel would tell you how many minutes you late. So if you was four minutes late, you got 400 yards. Ooh. Or you could take it in the gym and do 40 suicides. Mm. So I'd rather do 400 yards. Mm. But, man, not in the wintertime when it's mm-hmm. snowing around. <laughs> oh, Huggins is crazy, man. Bob Huggins, let me tell you something. <laughs> Bob, listen, you, I've never seen that like it. Uh-uh. And never then, listen, will. Listen, yep. He will tell you to your face, not behind your back. Andy Kennedy, I cannot believe we wasted a scholarship. Are you mm-hmm. serious, Andy? Yep. Yep. Andy, Coach Pete, where did you find this kid, Coach Pete? Walmart? <laughs> Kmart? <laughs> no, 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 Coach Pete. No, he, he is not what you told me. And then, now, now listen to me, Bearcat fans. He gets on us like that, and then after practice, come here. What? You know I love you, right? Mm-hmm. You need to step it up. Step yep. it up. I know you can step it up. That's the Bob Huggins. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Uh, and and I, I always called it the wax on, wax off. That whole you, Miyagi thing, man. You stole, you stole uh, Corey Blunt's uh, saying. That's what Corey say about it. Wax on. Is that wax what he says? Off. Yeah, that's, that's what Corey say. I, I never knew Corey said that, but that that is. That's spot on with what he does, man. He's so magical with the the whole psychology of understanding young people and coaching. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. There's, there's there's a science to it, and um, definitely he's he's the best at it, in in my opinion. I mean, and, I mean, what about when my dad got? What about when my dad had knee surgery, and my dad my dad needed to fly me home, and I had to go in there and tell Coach Huggins my dad was having knee surgery, and before I could even get it out of my mouth, you know what Bob Huggins told me, Bearcat family and Meach? You know what he hmm. said? What did he say? Before I could even get it out of my mouth, guys, he said, why are you still standing here? Why aren't you not home? Why hmm. didn't you call me on the phone and tell me that you were flying home? I said, I just couldn't leave school. He said, when it comes to family, Tony, I would have left. That's yep. what I'm talking about, man. Yep. And the season, we weren't even in season. that It was football season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. What about what about our tailgates he used to throw for us for football, man? Uh huh. Come on, man. <laughs> Bob Huggins was the Bob Huggins the man, man. Whether no. whether you guys whether you're not a Bob Huggins fan or not, we don't care. We are. Yep. I mean, now, everybody hey, now, out of everybody now, out of ups and downs. That's my coach for life. Now, now TV, there's just two more things I want to do real quick. I want to do. At the end of every podcast, I usually do this. I do quick questions, quick answers. Okay? You ready? Let's do it. All right. So quick questions.
questions, quick answers with Tony Bobbitt. Number one, what is your favorite Air Jordan sneaker of all time? The the pat I think it's the patent leather, the white and black one. Yep, Jordan Elevens. Jordan Elevens, yes. Yeah. That's your favorite. Okay. Number two, your favorite musical artist of all time. My favorite musical uh, oh, Ozzy Osbourne. What's that? Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. That's my guy. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> Man, oh, you have to listen. TV. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready I know for it. A lot of people are not going to be, but you know, my girl and everybody that knows me that's in my circle, they know I'm crazy about Ozzy because I listen. I love his lyrics, mm. and I know he talks about. I know he talks about things he shouldn't, but you know, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now this is an important question here. Okay. This is this is very very important. All right. Okay. Number three. <clears throat> Who was a better walk-on, Alex Meacham or John Meeker? A better walk-on. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now let me let me let me let me ask this. When you say better, you mean on and off the court, right? T- t- total, total. Okay, so I'm gonna do what the NBA did to Jason Kidd and uh, Grant Hill. I'm gonna go. go I'm gonna go ahead and give Rookie of the Year to both of y'all. Because I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna lie. I don't think John Meeker on the court could stop you mm-hmm. getting your buckets, Meech, because and I'll tell the whole podcast this, Meech, you could you, you could score. Meech, you wouldn't have been on the team at that era of time in Cincinnati if you couldn't play. Right. Whether sure. you walked on or not. And Meech sure. for sure wouldn't have been on the team in our era if he couldn't play. I mean I got to give it to both of y'all because, man, it's, excuse me for saying this, man, but both of you guys was tough as hell, bro. Yeah. yeah. And y'all, and, and we didn't want you guys guarding us because y'all were pests. <laughs> you guys, first of all, let's just, let's, just let, let's just let the whole Bearcat Nation know this about you two guys. You guys didn't need basketball. You had education. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there right now, and I'm going to keep it all the way real. Yep. We, we wanted to play basketball. You guys knew that. You were enjoying college basketball, getting your college degree, and you were going to do something else with that. Mm-hmm. We wanted yep. to play in the NBA. So mm-hmm. what I will say, I'll go back to the question. I'll take John Meeker on my team to kick y'all butt on your 96, 97 team. Mm-hmm. So if you okay. want to, I'll go with that. I'm, yes. But yes. I will say this. I will say this. Both of you guys deserve everything in life that you're getting right now because oh, Thank you. you worked hard and you did what you needed to do and you did it right. So Thank you, man. When no, you I... throw that out there like that, <laughs> I know I know Meek I know Meek gonna listen and say, You know what, T V that's fair, but damn you ain't even look you ain't say me, T, I played with you, but I gotta say this though, Meek. You both and Meech, you both were tough. And you both like knew the game, and you both were energetic on the bench, and you you both were always positive towards your teammates. Never caused problems on time. You kept the, the, your grades up. You graduated yeah. on time. You're a good person. So I really can't judge that because that's to me that's that's even, man. That's fair to say, man. Well, you know, one of the reasons I bring that up, and it and it kind of ties back into I think who you are as a person. And there was one thing I noticed when when Meeker got in the game and he would score or do something, man, there was nobody celebrating on the bench. 
Mika would tell me to my face, man, ain't nobody in the country can outshoot you, T. Mm-hmm. You know how much confidence you know how much confidence that gives you when your teammate telling you that? Yep. So you can yep. imagine what you can imagine what he's telling his family and his boys about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And then, and then and here's another thing, Meech. John Meeker was was dating his his wife now. Right. Mrs. Meeker. Man, when John introduced us to his girlfriend at the time, and then he introduced us to his brother and his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. That's when I fell in love with, with Meek. Because mm-hmm. I remember, what is the name of that restaurant we all used to eat at at the end of the game? We all go out by the water. What's the name of it? Uh, There was the waterfront. There was uh, Montgomery Inn. Montgomery Inn. Uh, Montgomery Inn, yep. So I remember mm-hmm. all our parents, all our parents, we were sitting the night before the Memphis game, and we were all sitting there eating. And all of our parents, we all got to know each other and understood where we come from and had great conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. John yep. Meeker, man. John, man, John, man, I love John Meeker. <laughs> John Meeker, the crew. But, yeah. but it goes back to you and John. I, Tony Bobbitt, can't say. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who. I, I got to say both of y'all was, was better. That's fair. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's, Thank you. Thank you, bro, because y'all did it the right way and y'all did it the same way. Yeah, for sure. No, no, <laughs> I, I, no I appreciate that. All right, so my last question. I think I know your answer. All right. Yep. So I'm going to take, I want to look at Tony Bobbitt in his college prime. Could Tony Bobbitt in his college prime beat in one-on-one game Bob Huggins in his college prime, and you know Huggs was a beast. No, I couldn't, cause Bob Huggins six foot eight. He's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> first, first of all, first first of all, the game would have ended, cause we'd end up fighting, cause uh, <laughs> he always gonna foul you. He gonna let you know he gonna hack he gonna hack the hell out of you. Um, li- listen to me, Bearcat fans. You have to understand this. There's a difference from watching Bob Huggins from the stands than being up on him. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. He is a big dude, man. He's six. He's six eight. His hands look like gorilla hands. He got gorilla hands. <laughs> and when he grabbed you, like like Meech, Meech, you ever gave him a hug? Yeah, I'm, yeah that's, a, that's oh, yeah. A, I'm saying you gave him a hug, right, and a handshake. Yeah, right? yeah. You see how he grabbed you, bro? Oh man, no doubt. Can you imagine? Can you imagine breaking him off the dribble and him chasing you down? <laughs> and what was the rule in practice? No layups. Right. Yep. So we got a, we got a chance to hack each other and get away with it because of him. Mm-hmm. So my answer is now a lot of Bearcat fans gonna say a lot of Bearcat former players gonna say, man, I kill hugs. But what they don't know is the game you wouldn't have, you, the game wouldn't have lasted because y'all gonna end up fighting. <laughs> so true. Can you imagine? <laughs> have you talked Have you talked to Kenyon yet? Uh, not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. He, he's on my radar. Can you? Can you imagine Kenyon and Bob Huggins playing one-on-one? No. Okay. No. That's or or Hicks, Hicks and Hugs? Yes. I mean, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've already seen that face-to-face in practice. Yep. Why do you think Eric Hicks is the man that he is? It's because Bob Huggins. Mm-hmm. Isn't Eric the all-time leading rebounder or a block shot at UC? 
He's he's up there. I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not, that's a good question. And by the way, Bearcat fans, they do y'all. You guys do need to know this that I'm still the uh, uh, in-game all-time lead uh, one-game steals. Like I had eight steals in one game. Mm. Go look at that Compton State. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, listen. But yeah, man, it's been a great. It's, Meets, man, I appreciate you, man. You got to stay in touch, man. I promise. Shout out to your podcast, man. Shout out to you, Meets. You, you, you're doing big things, man, for us ex-players, you. man. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Thank you, man. And listen, I'm telling you, man, so many people are going to love this because they've wanted to hear from you. And your personality, I mean, and this is true for almost every stop you've had along the way, professionally, in college, man, the fans love you. It's what I and do, man. Your your person, but but I think it ties back to what you said originally, man. You introduced yourself as Tony Bobbitt. You're always yeah. going to be Tony Bobbitt. You are who you are. A lot of times in life, I think people walk around and they want to put on a certain face or walk a certain way to make sure everybody's cool with them. But uh, I, you, I you're like I can't, I can't you, be that way. Nope. And that's why. I and that's why. I appreciate it. Yes, that's why people love you. Now, now quickly, um, if you could uh, talk quickly about your family, you have uh, so so I got four kids. Okay, I got uh, I got uh, her name is Heaven. I got Heaven, Shyla, Tony, Jaden. I uh, just recently divorced. I I've just recently uh, divorced, almost two years now. Okay. Um. My second wife, we 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 were just recently divorced two years ago. My first wife, you know, we married when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. but we're best friends and we're good friends and everything is everything, man. And my my boys, I got a twelve year old, a six foot one, thirteen shoe. Mm. I got a fifteen year old that's probably five eleven. The middle boy is much bigger than the, the older boy, but. Five eleven, six foot, somewhere in there, um, like one sixty five. Love bat. They all love basketball. Mm, mm-hmm. I but bet. Almost, my most thing, the most important part of my life right now is my children. Mm-hmm. So, if the Bearcat fans is listening, what's going on with Tony Bobby right now? I'm I'm doing my thing, you know, with the NBA, and I'm enjoying my life, and I'm taking care of my kids. That's all I know how to do. That's all I want to do. Basketball has been good to me. I I don't I don't get involved with it that much. I just support my kids with it. I try to let my kids, you know, have their own guy with basketball. I I get out there with them. I try to teach them the game, but I don't. You'll be surprised when I say this, guys, and that goes for everybody that's listening. I'm not a parent that yell and scream in the stands. I'm very quiet when it comes to my kids. I'm private when it comes to my kids. Um, I just think that. The game, the sport that's being carried on right now is not like the way we grew up. I think the parents are putting too much pressure on the kids. No question. You know, um, <laughs> if the parents are living, they're, they're trying to live their dream through the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be rude on the podcast when I say this, but I think if you just let the kid be the kid, it he will pan out the way you want him to pan out. I mean, yep. I read the book from Andre Iguodala, and he told the truth. You don't just wake up in the morning and say your child going to play in the NBA. It doesn't work that way. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. 
I believe and I know that I got to stay on point with my with my with my with my babies cuz the way this world is I mean it's 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 not a safe world anymore Alex and if as fathers we got to make sure that we got these boys in the right direction because there's only one way that you can go either I mean two ways up or down mm-hmm. and we all done had our trials and tribulations at one time for sure but for sure. I just want I just I've I've done well with basketball, and I'm able to, you know, make sure the kids are okay. I just want to make sure that the kids understand that if even if they don't play professional basketball or even anything, daddy's still going to love them, and no matter what, I'm going to support them with whatever they got going on. So mm-hmm. to you and Bearcat fans, that's what I got going on in my life, man. I'm just being a dad every day and loving my Jesus every day and loving my family, my mom and my dad, you know, and going from there and and tb just talking to you through this podcast man i, I love the person that you've become but yeah, at the same time appreciate it, bro. it's the person yeah it, but i think it's always been who you are and you know you you will always be tony bob and people just people just gravitate and, and, and love that about you and so um i'm telling you man this is going to be one of the most listened to podcasts i will do I guarantee, I guarantee you that people are going to love the stories and I'm going to make sure I keep you updated with all the tweets I'm getting about this. And you got to make sure you send me those pictures. Man, I'm going to send you the high school pictures. Listen, listen, when we hang up, call me right back. I got a phone number I need to give you. Bearcat fans, y'all need to know this, man. <laughs> listen, could y'all imagine if Bob Huggins would have started me? Bearcat fans, we're going to have to get on Bob about that. Why did he have me come off the bench? Why did he why, why did he think it was best for me to come off the bench? Hey, you know what? Let's get a little laugh real quick before you go. Uh, you know the red carpet they used to pull out for the start Oh, yeah. Oh, for I never, sure. I never touched it until senior night. Really? Man, I always wanted to touch it. So you know what I used to do, Bearcat fans? When they rolled the carpet out, I used to run down it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Kennedy Andy Kennedy thought that was the funniest thing ever. I said, nope, I'm gonna touch it every game. Watch. T V, listen. I'm gonna get Huggins on the show. And one of my got, first you questions. Got a, you got his phone number, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I called him gosh, two weeks ago. You already know what he's gonna say about me. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be one of my first questions. Why did you start why did you start T V? Watch what he say. Watch what he say. And I'm gonna tell the whole Bearcat family what he's gonna say. Right now. He's probably gonna say he's probably gonna say, to be honest, Alex, we needed the crazy MF coming off the bench to give us some energy. Yep. He might not swear because he's on the podcast, but you don't yeah. know. Oh man. He always That's told me that, bro. He always yep. told me that, guys. He always said, We need your energy coming off the bench. And you know what, Bearcat family? When I bought into the system and I realized that not only was the coaching staff supporting the six-man, but the fans started supporting the six-man. Oh, for sure. I, I ran with it, man. Mm-hmm. And then the most beautiful thing before you go, Alex, when we used to go on the road, I saw Bearcat people wearing 15. Crazy. Cra- yeah. Still, TB, still to this day, I'm going to tell you right now, 
the Bearcats played Temple at the end of the season, uh-huh. I saw at least three 15 jerseys. At least. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, dude, bro, I will take pictures of them and send it to you. I am not, I'm not kidding you, man. Now, not- I will say this before we hang up. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Bearcat fans, please don't forget that our 2003-2004 team is the last Bearcat team to win the conference and the conference tournament. And I was the MVP of the conference tournament. So we're the last team mm. in, Bearcat, in Bearcat basketball as of now to win the conference and the conference tournament. Mm. So, yes. So when you walk in the gym, look up. You'll notice that that 2003-2004 team won the conference and the con- – it was six of us that tied for the – no, four of us that tied for the conference. Mm-hmm. And then we turned around and won the conference tournament over at the uh, – talk. I mean, over at the uh, Key Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted Bearcat fans to understand, you know, to, to, to go back and, you know, look at look that up because that's, that's – that's, not only is that important for us to understand, but, you know, we got to get our basketball team back popping because yeah. the unit – the city of Cincinnati, man, loves Cincinnati basketball, man. And there's there's nothing like it when the Bearcats are at the top, man. And and, and remember this too, TV. For so long, the Bengals and the Reds were down, and yes. the Bearcats really were the only thing that, that I mean at a high level. And Xavier Xavier has some good teams, but the Bearcats consisting on a high level were the team in this city. And and that's what brought in so many fans. And then for, for the program just to grow, 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 and then eventually get to that team you're talking about that you were on, as I said before, man, just it embodied almost every team of the past, just with so many different types of players, the grit of Max Seal, you know, just the personality about, you carried. What about Max Seal? Let's talk about man. I wish I could sit here for another hour and talk to you about Jason Maxfield. <laughs> how smart, how smart and intelligent mm. he was. How tough. You could you could give him a play coming down the court with, with making it up, and he could, he he already know what figured out and figured out. Oh my out. god! What? Yep. what? Man, yep. Matt Max, Mad Max was the truth, man. He was, they, and, and and one of the oh, nicest man. human beings. Oh, listen, you can go to Max's room. You know, after the Donald Little incident, Hug mm-hmm. moved up back on campus. Mm-hmm. It's no secret. It's no secret. We all know. Mm-hmm. You could literally go to Max's room, and you not you got to think about it now. Max six foot seven, six eight, two hundred forty pounds. Man, mm-hmm. you could go in his room and go in his refrigerator, and ask him to get whatever you wanted, and he'd say yeah every time. Yep. Max yep. Hill and Air Kick. Jason Maxfield and Eric Hicks are the two nicest dudes I've ever had teammates. I've ever been teammates with. Yep. They give you the shirt off their back. But guess what? When you meet their parents, then you understand why they're the way they are. Right. No That's doubt. So when you meet their parents, you know where they come from. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. I and you you bringing up some names that I played with. Like I'm bringing up some names you played with, like Ruben Patterson. Mm-hmm. Ruben, Ruben always showed me love. Mm-hmm. Always. No matter what. Yeah, you know, I remember when Rube was playing for the Portland Trailblazers, and he had the house over when he was living in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Indian Hill. Yeah, Indian Hill. And I remember going to Rube's house, having a pool party, 
having fun. It's just just looking at what I wanted. Because look what he's doing. I want the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. I do. I remember Ruben introducing me to Tim McGee. And Tim McGee picked me up one day. And this is a true story, Bearcat family. Tim McGee Tim, played so, so everybody knows Tim McGee played for the Bengals and he was a sports Tim agent. McGee, Tim McGee played for the University of Tennessee. He was a first-round draft pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. He got 14 years in the NFL. Tim McGee became an agent. He was he was uh, he was uh, he, um, he was Ruben's agent. Ruben's agent, Charles Oakley. So when Ruben when Ruben put me down with Tim, I had the pleasure to play golf one day with Tim and Bo Jackson, and that's the truth, and that's on oh, the record. Wow. Square Cat family. Tim picked me up one day in the car. Who was sitting in the front seat was Bo Jackson. At that time, Bo Jackson was going to Auburn. Tim was going to Tennessee. They were playing against each other in college. They became best friends when they became when they, when when Bo went to the uh, MLB and Tim went to the NFL. Because remember, Bo didn't go to the NFL immediately. He played baseball. Mm. So I had a chance to be around. Hey, listen to this. Bob Huggins can vouch on this. Bob Huggins let me do an autograph signing. Just Tony Bobbitt with Pete Rose. I did an autograph signing with Pete Rose. Hey, man, you got more stories, boy. Yes, and I'm saying it on the record so everybody can hear me. These are not (laughs) fake stories. Bob Huggins called me up one day. He said, hey, I need you to do something for me. I said, no, why you can't do it? This is a true story. He said, I don't want to do it. You're going to do it. I said, how you going to make me do something I don't want to do? He said, because I am. I said, wow. So I said, what it is? He said, there's an autograph session that I would like you to do, and it's with uh, Pete Rose. I said, oh, I'm on that. <laughs> I'm serious. And I did it. You can wait, ask, wait, when you, when you wait, talk to Coach Huggins, when you talk to Coach Huggins, he'll tell you I did it. Where was this? This was in 2003, 2004, my, after the season was over when we lost it. I was on my way to Portsmouth, by the way, okay. by the way. I'm the only Bearcat in Bearcat history to go to Portsmouth Invitational and get MVP. Hmm. So, come on, man. It all goes back to Bob Huggins. How many people can say, I walked in Bob Huggins' office and say, hey, can you ask Ken Griffey, can I get two tickets for me and my girlfriend? I want to go to the game today. Well, guess what? We go to the the baseball game. I sit in Ken Griffey's seat. When Ken Griffey comes out of the dugout, and Bearcat fans, I hope you can hear me because this is real. Ken came out of the dugout. He runs all the way down the center field, right field, where his seat's at, dap me up, and everybody wants to know who I am now. Mm. This is a true story, man, all because of Coach Huggins. Man. Coach Huggins used to give me tickets to football games, all that when I graduated, man. He showed me love. But he never broke the rules. So all yeah. this BS, I'm going to put this on the record right now. All this BS talking about we got paid, we were driving cars. Nah, the only thing we ever had was Jordan gear. So y'all need to stop. I'm going to go ahead and get y'all straight right now. Bob Huggins ain't never gave us nothing but love and discipline and mm. kicked us out of practice. That's it. So <laughs> y'all need to get y'all stuff together. I'm sick of y'all with that. I'm glad you got me on the mic right now, uh, me. And if y'all don't like it, tune yourself off because that man didn't do nothing wrong. He showed us love. For real. For real, for real. We we could we could literally do this every week 
for the Man, rest of please. the year. <laughs> Don't get me started. I was so sick and tired of that, talking about Bob Huggins gave us this and gave us that. If he did give us that, why are we, why are we walking up the hill to uh, Coreyville? Why are we walking back down the hill from Coreyville? Come on, man. Please. <laughs> Ain't none of us bothered. Who? Bob Huggins didn't give me nothing. What did he give me? A, a headache every day. He gave me, I don't know. Hey, he gave me heartburns all the time. Come on, man. He made my legs hurt. He took 10 years off my career. That's what he did do. But he didn't give me no money. Please. I hate when they say that about my coach, man. I hate it. Oh, Sorry, man. guys, Benton Bearcat fans, but if you listen nah, this is good. and y'all know y'all real about what we talk about and y'all want to know the truth, see, I'm not uppity and I'm not sadiddy. I am R-E-A-L all day long, 365. I don't know how to be fake. Bob <laughs> Huggins is a great coach. He's a great man. He's a great father. He's a great friend. And that's fact. That's put my coach in the Hall of Fame. Put him in there right now. Man, TV. Listen, Bearcat fans, listen to this. How many pros, period, did Bob Huggins produce? Now put that on Twitter. Mm. How many pros? <laughs> how many pros has Bob Huggins Twitter. produced? On, A man. lot. Come on, man. Yep. Come on, man. man. T- yes, TV. TV, man. This is. This is far exceeded my expectations. I don't even know why you. I don't even know why you got in touch with me, Bearcat fans. This is his fault. <laughs> he should have left me alone because y'all know how I feel about Bob Huggins. Oh man, you guys, Let's... you guys saw me cry my senior year at the U.S. Bank Arena because I couldn't. I had that was my last home game for Bob Huggins. You guys yep. saw how long I hugged my coach. Come on, man. Yep. Bob Huggins changed our lives. So when you hear me talk about Bob Huggins. On this podcast, I need y'all to say this one because this was a real one. Bob Huggins mm-hmm. was Bob Huggins was was he was real and he was honest. Put it that way. Yep. TV, you know, listen, man. This this I do. Then this this was great, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And, and listen, we're going to do this again. We're going to do we're going to do a part two. Hit me yeah, up, man. part two. Let, we're going to do part two, part three. Hey, <laughs> check this out. I'm going to say this. If you could pick, Meech, your top ten Bearcat, I need Twitter on your podcast to pick their top ten Bearcat. And I need somebody to follow me on Instagram at TB1515. TB1515. Somebody hit me up on Instagram right now. When y'all hit it, whenever y'all hear this podcast, I want to know who the top ten Bearcats of all time. Mm, I love it. I love it. I'm going I'm to do that. Too. I'm going to do a show. I'm actually going to do a show of the list, and we're going to do list of, like, top shooters of all time in Bearcat history. That's what we need to top be, like, play, top point guards. Top, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for sure. That's coming. And That's top coming. centers. That's, could, it's, I told, it's a, could, could I tell Corey Blunt he was the worst center that UC ever had? <laughs> 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 when, when Big Bro, when Big Bro hit this, he gonna say, "Oh no, it's war now." I already know he's getting ready to say. <laughs> I mean, we just had some great players, Meech. Yep. We had great players, bro. No question. Like Bobby Brandon, people don't even know who that is. Yeah, Bobby. But he B. got 50, But he played 15 years professional basketball. Mm-hmm. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Six foot six. He's a white man. He was 240 pounds. He could rebound. He could box out. He can get his garbage points, but he played 14 years pro. Wow. They watch Bobby. Wow. Yeah. Emmanuel, hey, let's throw a name out here before we go. Shout okay. out to Emmanuel McElroy. Oh, man, that would that would be another one. I know he doesn't talk a lot. See, I talk about greats, man. That's what I'm he, talking about. Amanda he's an underappreciated guy, man, right there. Yeah. He's an Listen, underappreciated guy. Top I played, five. I played against Emmanuel McElroy in Italy. I was playing for um, um, Avellino. Um, he was playing for Naples. Man, mm-hmm. it is hard to get a shot off on him. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. I'm saying. There's Bearcats that we forget about, that we, like Kenny Satterfield. We can't forget about him. Yep. So I don't know. Yep. I don't know, man. Don't, we're gonna do. Know. Listen, we're gonna do a part two, part three. I'm gonna get you back on, man. And man, hit me up, man. This, I'm gonna, this, I'm, I'm, you, you're messing up my John Madden time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we we quarantine right now, Bearcat family. We I can't know. do nothing right now. You know. You know, I I put all my kids on 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 face on 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 uh, on uh, Facebook and sold them. So I got rid of my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I put them on Facebook. Two hundred dollars a kid. You know what I'm saying? TV. So, I don't want nobody in my house. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, trust me, we're, we're definitely going to do this again. That sound good? Man, shout out, man. All right, I appreciate yeah. it, brother. We'll be in touch soon, okay? Hey, thanks, guys, for listening. Everybody, shout out. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat at BigMeach41 and soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats!